0: Adventures and discoveries have drastically changed over the past few years as we spend more time indoors and online. Despite new forms of media and technology emerging, books have remained a reliable source of information and entertainment. Beyond the stories told within their pages, books also serve as educational media, through its interesting themes and perspectives, effectively broadening its readers' own awareness and perception. In pursuit of these literary worlds, The experience of browsing through shelves has been replaced by endless scrolling on social media as bookstores have had to adapt and make use of online platforms. Fortunately, despite the reduced foot traffic in bookstores, the demand for books have only increased, pushing publishers to keep their operations going. This also inspired local members of the book community to start their own online bookstores. The internet has since amplified the reach and accessibility of books and literature, and allowed readers to connect with each other more. With fellow reader references and reviews as guidance, more titles and authors have been introduced to those deciding on their next read. The voices of book-related content creators, especially on TikTok, have enriched the reading experience of both new and long-time readers. Talk, a niche on TikTok, has established a solid community that not only encourages reading on the platform, but also diversifies the lineup of sought-after titles. Welcome to On Point, the Guide podcast arm where we sit down and talk with the experts on issues in and beyond Loyola. Today, we will be talking to writer and TikTok content creator, Andrea Panaligan. With over 25,000 followers, Andrea posts book-related content that points readers to their next potential read. As a voice within the book community, We'll be discussing the evolution of reading as a hobby in more recent years and its impact on readers as books navigate the digital world. I'm Tuprio. Let's go on point. Reading is something greatly associated with school and education. But for some, reading means magical stories and great adventures that they enjoyed through the years. So with that, I want to ask you, what got you into reading?
1: Ooh, big question. I actually don't know. I feel like um, when we were in high school, nung parang peak era ni John Green, it was like a social activity of like one person in the friend group owns the book, but somehow just the entire friend group would borrow it in like intervals. And at the end of a month, lahat kami nabasa na namin. And then we would just like bond over it. And be obsessed with the characters, ganyan. And when a movie adaptation comes out, we'll go to the cinema first day, naka-ano pa kami, dedicated outfit of, like, with the fault in our stars quotes. So I feel like it really started as something that I did with my friends, as something we did to bond with each other, to get closer to each other, and to get to know na each other based on, like, what we thought about certain parts of the book, we resonated with the most. And then as I got older and the reading habit kind of faded away for a lot of my friends. And for me naren personally, I think it became kind of like uh, a door. Parang every book when you open it, it's like opening a door. Especially if it's like both fiction and non-fic. I feel like it just transports you to a world that you wouldn't otherwise have access to if you didn't start reading the book. And so I've always wanted to re the reading habit that I had in high school of, like, reading seven books a week. Ganyan. Kasi pag naman high school ko, wala ko masyadong ginagawa. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're just gonna read, and then ang pang energy. So, ayun, ang hirap niya i-retain yung ganong enthusiasm for it when you get older, especially me, parang gagadito ko ng college, wala na akong time masyado before, especially nung F2F. But it's like the desire to read if always just every new year, okay, this year is going to be the year that I return to reading, and then it never happens. And when I started reading nonfic in 2019, I don't really know how, but I just I think it coincided with the year that I started writing for digital magazines. Mm-hmm. So I started seeking out the work of other digital magazine writers. Uh, like Gia Tolindino, and then when she released the book, parang, okay, let's read that, kasi that's kind of the things, that's kind of like the format of the things that I write as well. And when I read Trick Mirror, it really was like a gateway to this whole big world, this whole genre of books that I didn't know could exist. Kasi when you're young naman, you don't really get introduced to non You think of it as like dense, boring, something that you know, old white men write and read. You don't really know that other kinds of non-trick exist. And so when I read Trick Mirror, I was like, girl, atana. <laughs> reading is so fun. <laughs> reading is like, oh my gosh, amazing. And so I started, kind of like, it's like a slow buildup of like, okay, after Trick Mirror, I'm going to read like three more. And then it became more regular. And then when the pandemic set in, I had more freedom to read because I didn't have to like commute to school every weekend, so the extra time that I had, I decided, okay, let's just read.
0: Yeah, I I truly
1: understand and I have the same
0: experience with like getting into John Green and all of those YA books along with your friends, just to make sure that you've read it before the movie adaptation comes (laughs) out. So as you've mentioned earlier, like the world of books truly has so much to offer and at times it can even be overwhelming to figure out where to begin. So through your time reading, what genres or titles do you gravitate towards? And why do you think that's the case?
1: Um, when I first started reading, when I was like 13, 14, I was so into uh, YA books with like these magical girls of like uh, manic pixie dream girl type girls. And I you know like that term is built as kind of like a derogatory thing or like it's used to describe a trope that's inherently misogynistic. But there's there's just something about them when you read like Alaska from Looking for Alaska or oh, ah, John Green lang na examples <laughs> right now. See si Margaret Spiegelman from Paper Towns. It's like there's just something about them that I'm so like drawn to and I find that until now, even when I stopped reading John Green, I still get drawn to them like uh see may Wiley from sex education I'm just like super obsessed with them I kind of want to protect them I want to put them in my heart and keep them safe there it's just like something about them I feel like they're so indicative of like the complexities of teen girlhood of like the pain and the magic and you know processing emotions that are so much bigger than you I feel like they they encapsulate that so well, like, the way that their characters are written. It's just like, ah, oh. and, and then until now, parang like ko bumalik in that kind of genre of books. I recently got Sadie. I think it's YA. And I read the blurb of, like, oh, my lang girl. So, I go, oh, my gosh, ito na, yes, okay, nila. <laughs> But I haven't read it yet. But I'm super excited because that's really what I'm drawn to. And then, yeah, as I got a little older, I got into non-fic, uh, especially feminist nonfic. And then the the very, like, stream of consciousness type of fiction, like, kind of like the Otesa Moshfeg genre, although I don't like her that much, I feel like there are so many other writers that can achieve that style so much more better, I feel, than her. Pero, yeah, I feel like the character-driven stories are really what draws me to box. I just really love seeing how people, even fictional people, how they... Kind of process their everyday life because I feel like it's something that I do personally as well. I'm always like, um, I remember something that Lord and Hunter Schaefer mentioned in their podcast episode from the A24 podcast. They're both very like internal world people. They're always just kind of like like their their interiority is so much larger that's why they're able to write the music or write that specific episode of euphoria and i feel like when i heard that i was like yes me too oh my gosh i feel like we can be besties but yeah it's just really this um constant processing of the external world through your own internal internal world and so i'm just like very drawn to books like that
0: i guess it changes ren when it comes to what you're experiencing in your life, like your age and seeing girls or other people experiencing the same things or processing the same things. So I guess it changes din talaga with your age and your life in general. I noticed that there has been a shift in how we discover books over the years, from relying to what's on the front display at the bookstore to depending on online reviews on platforms like Goodreads and Storygraph. You've kind of brushed on this earlier, but how have your reading and book shopping habits changed since the pandemic?
1: Oh I think right now mas alam ko na ko ano yung um ano yung lalabas na libro ganyan kasi dati before kasi i feel like my main source of books right now are um book talk and sometimes bookstagram and before when I didn't have a uh, a regular reading habit I didn't really seek out these communities kasi Ewan ko, parang hindi, hindi pa ganun kalaki yung interest ko in books before as compared to now. So, I feel like I really, parang ngayon, mas ano talaga siya. Like, lagi ko na siyang iniisip na, okay, ano yung parating ngayon? Anong aabangan ko for the rest of the year? And like, before na, pag nakita ko lang siya sa bookstore, ay, may ganun pala, may ganun pala. Like, when I picked up Check Mirror by Gia Tolentina, I was in... Uh, Manila International Book Fair. Dumaan lang ako. Like, I do every year. Wala naman akong binibili. And then I saw it. As in, nandun na lang siya sa parang lower shelf. Wala nga siya dun sa parang shelf talaga. Nakita ko lang siya. Tapos parang, ay, lumabas na pala to. I saw this on Twitter like a month ago. Tapos yun, binili ko na lang siya. It's just very spontaneous. Very kung ano lang makita ko. And right now, I feel like it's more intentional. And I do it more often. Mas lalo akong bumibili. Maybe because I know what books I want to read now, hindi na siya by chance. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mas nakaka-encourage then, especially with Book talk, the way people talk about the books they read, nakaka-encourage siya, even if it's uh, in a genre that I never would, parang I wouldn't normally read. Uh, like, when I joined BookTok, parang yung binabasa ko is like 90% non-fic. Like, essay collections, yan memoirs, and I f- parang yun yung naging... Uh, resolution, I guess, for that year to read more non But when I joined Book Talk and the way people talk about certain books like Severance by Lingma, I was like, this is so interesting. And so, I and then I read the fiction. It's just, it opens you up. It diversifies your bookshelf and it shows you books that you might be interested in but you just wouldn't normally uh, pay attention to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it helps to kind of see just what's out there and see people talk about it. Because, you know, when people talk about things that they like, you're probably inclined to, you know, get attracted to it as well. And you've mentioned your intention with looking for a specific books. So what are your current, like, go-to bookstores, whether it be IRL, in real life,
1: or online? We're really fully booked. Like, always doing... Um may nagtatanong sa akin kung saan ko nabili yung certain book uh, on, when I post it on TikTok. It's usually just 90% of the time from fully booked. And pag kasi nagpupunta ka sa fully booked, you might sense na parang wala naman doon yung nabanggit kong book nanyan. Kasi what I do is I go to the website almost every day and then I just scroll through everything. I look at everything. Kahit na minsan pare-pareho lang lumalabas. Kasi minsan there's like a gem na hindi naman nakikita, pero nandun pala. Like I recently <laughs> saw na nandun yung Me by Tracy Clark Flory. I've been eyeing that book for so long. And then nung nakita ko siya sa Fleebook website, as in parang heart attack, oh my god, nandito ka pala <laughs> ganyan. Tapos wala kasi akong pera ng time na yun. So nung chin out ko siya, na COD nagbibilang ako ng barya sa kwarta ko <laughs> tapos gahanap ako ng like barya sa the rest of the house para lang pag dumating siya mabayaran ko siya kasi it's really it can be hard then kasi it's unpredictable kung ano bang stocks yung meron sila and uh, hindi ko alam kung ubusan na ba ako pag di ko pa to out ngayon so it's really that it's very hard very really love foggy other go-to bookstores, many are on Instagram, especially yung mga mahirap hanapin, like, Ends Beginnings on Instagram and Paperbacks and Pages and Tales in Bloom 2018. Ayan yung parang naka-on yung notifications sa akin. So, pag nagpost, okay, ato na, lalaban tayo. Magmamain tayong lahat. And usually, pag may upload sila, as in, binablock ko yun sa schedule ko na okay, walang kakausap sa akin. Lahat ng device. <laughs> bukas, para magmamain tayo. Ganyan. Mahirap talaga bumili ng libro sa Pilipinas. Ewan eh, ko ba. Pero, I'm glad that these, like, smaller bookstores making it somewhat easier for us
0: even if um, i would say fully booked is pretty reliable and they have many many titles that you could possibly need and you can even uh, request some as i think i've seen some people requesting titles but there really are like some issues encountering specific titles from our local stores so yeah these small businesses or little bookstores online definitely are saving grace in providing specific titles okay so now i'm gonna be uh, Transitioning towards more book talk related questions. In less than a year of posting book related content, you've amassed around 25,000
1: followers on TikTok.
0: What initially pushed you to share your love and interest for books online?
1: Before I started book talk, I had like a book notion, just like a page in my notion of my thoughts on the books I read, and it's just like bullets lang. And then, I've been playing around with the idea of joining BookTok. because when, parang lumabas na lang siya bigla sa FYP, I feel like that's a testament to the, like, creepiness of the algorithm <laughs> of TikTok. Na bigla na lang siyang And then I got attracted to the community, ganyan. Pero I'm so, I, I was super hesitant about it. Kasi I've never posted about books before, and I'm just, like, hindi naman ako content creator, like, hindi naman ako youtube ganyan. Pag nga nagpo-post lang ako sa Instagram story, as in parang pinagpapawisan pa ako ng malamig, parang nahihiya ako, <laughs> na parang, oh my gosh, being perceived, ganyan. So, natutakot talaga ako, and then, I saw on my FYP, I don't know if he knows this, but he became my friend when I joined BookTok, but Don, I think he's, his username on TikTok is Trash Trashstar. He used to post a lot of book content and usually non-fic yung nilalagay niya. Um, and then I just, parang dun nag-click sa akin na, okay, people post about non-fic pala on BookTok and people want more. Parang sa comments sa kalagay na, please post more books like this, ganyan. So parang, ah, okay, gusto naman pala nila, maybe... I can join, ganun. Tapos, sa una, nahihiya pa ako. I wasn't showing my face. So, pinapatong ko lang yung book sa table. And then, voice voiceover lang kasi naihiya talaga ako. Tapos, lahat ng kilala kong person, parang lahat ng friend ko, in real life, binlock ko sila dun sa account na yun. Kasi talagang, oh my gosh, parang hindi pa ako makapaniwalang ginagawa ko to. Parang nakakaano. Ewan ko ba? Tapos, yung, kung paano kasi ako sa TikTok, parang hindi ako ganun. In real life of like, uh, tuloy-tuloy magsalita na parang very like, cerebral, ganyan. Okay, these are, let's talk about capitalism, feminism, ganyan. I feel like, syempre I talk about those things in real life as well, but not always. So I feel like it's such a, there's this disparity na nahihiya ako, <laughs> ipakita sa real life friends ko. Of like, halo ganto ko pala sa internet. Pero ngayon nakita na nila, wala na ako magagawa. <laughs> so yun, dun siya nagstart. start
0: I personally stumbled upon your account during the Books on the Table era. And I was like, wow, (laughs) this is the first time I've heard of these books. And I'm interested. So yeah, super interesting. And you definitely found like your niche in the community. Given that there are a lot of different like sides to it. Like you could be on the fantasy side or the contemporary romance. How do you choose what books you recommend? Most of them, like as you said, that your audience. Is asking for more feminist titles. But how do you personally choose what books you recommend, given that you do read a lot?
1: And so I'm very wary of recommending like these mid books. Because I na what if yung they recommend ko ay? Ito yung first ever feminist nonfiction book na baba sa ng reader na to. Tapos hindi niya na gusto hain. put off na siya on the genre on the whole. Parang ang laking responsibility din na. Paano pag niya nga nagustuhan, hindi niya, na, hindi niya siya magbabasa ng iba? When feminism isn't, parang hindi naman siya dogmatic in a sense na isang book lang kailangan mong basahin to learn about it. And so, kaya feeling ko paulit-ulit din yung recommend ko, puro na lang, Feminism Interrupted by Lola Olofeming. Kasi pag may nakuha talaga akong book na gustong gusto ko talaga, yun na, parang I trust this book and Parang feeling ko magugustuhan din siya ng mga nanonood ng videos ko, ganun. So, ayun, just really a lot of uh, thinking if kung first time niya ba magbasa ng ganitong klaseng libro, magugustuhan niya kaya to. Like, syempre, I don't have, like, the monopoly on great feminist ideas. Or, like, I don't have the authority on what's, like, intersectional feminist or not. Pero a lot of people ask me, is this book intersectional feminist? Like, does this pass... Like your interfec- your intersectional feminist standards, and so I compiled that list, and then I made little notes of like, okay, I've read this book, I gave it three stars, I think it's good, but ganito ganyan just cause I feel like there really isn't um any other feminist source that they can that they can consult, and obviously parang hindi ko man kaya lahat, kasi nag natututo palang din ako, like it's a constant learning process, but still I kind of wanna give this guidance I guess that they're seeking and so yeah I always try to be conscious of that and my learning process about feminism I kind of wanted them to be on that same path as well of veering away from girl bossy neoliberal feminism towards The kind of feminism that takes capitalism into consideration, that takes into these bigger forces, that doesn't really get touched on when your feminist advocacy is very, very individualistic. So, yeah.
0: It's really admirable that you take into consideration the fact that maybe these people are stumbling upon these books for the first time. And so it makes you you more conscious of what it is that you're sharing to the audience. But I guess over time, as you continue to recommend more books, you also develop your own eye and standard nga to what books would be good for others to read. So given this, you've kind of brushed on this earlier, rin, but what do you wish to impart to your audience through these videos?
1: Oh, my main thing really is I want them to read the books. I'm always medyo worry when people tell me, oh, this is such a Good idea, Ganyan. Or like the way you explain this is very well, Ganyan. And I'm syempre, I'm very flattered and very grateful when receiving those kinds of comments. But at the end of the day, these are ideas I learned from these books. These are parang hindi naman galing I just like collated the ideas, I related them to what's happening currently in contemporary times. But at the end of the day, these are ideas that I got from Bell Hooks, from Angela Davis, from Judith Butler, from Lola Olafami, And so if you really want to learn more about what I'm talking about in these little three-minute videos, the books are right there. I always try, when I'm making a video, I always try to have a book. Kahit na mabanggit ko lang siya for 10 seconds. Kahit na siyang pilit na nabanggit lang. Kasi I always want my videos to be kind of like a jumping-off point of like, okay, she talked about labor or like, not wanting to work anymore in this certain video. I kind of want to learn more about that. So I I leave book racks at the end. So if you're interested, you can always like read more on it. I always try to say that I'm not a feminist. I'm not a feminist creator. I'm a feminist book talk creator. Because the books are always right there. That's where my knowledge comes from. And that's really what my goal is. I don't really want people to see me as like this feminist icon. or like the the authority when it comes to feminist ideas because I really just want to give credit where credit is due and at the same time yeah it just it doesn't really come from me. I guess it comes from the books I read and the books that I want other people to read as well.
0: Moving on to the next question. The internet allows almost everyone to access and learn about anything with a few simple clicks whether you're doing specific research or just doing a deep search for fun. So what kind of information or knowledge do you think books offer that the internet,
1: despite being very dense with information and all that, does not have? The internet is very, you know, as you said, it's very dense with information, but it's, it's not conducive for nuance, so I remember something I read from How to Do Nothing, the book by Jenny O'Dell. Now the internet that was like being in a room with smoke, parang filled with smoke. And every time you contribute something to a conversation online, you're just, you're just adding to the smoke. It's hindi, hindi not clear when you just keep adding to it. And so I really agreed with that, that even if... And dami-dami nating nag uusap usap sa internet, like, it's very hard to kind of learn something in a deeper level. Siyempre, this is not to discount, like, the very real fact that I did learn feminism from the internet. I still do. There are so many useful resources there that are incredibly helpful to different kinds of people. But I find with books, it's so much more nuanced and... I feel like with feminism especially, nuance is very important. Because as I said, it's not really dogmatic. Hindi naman siya parang Ten Commandments na okay, Commandment One, We Kill All Men. Hindi mo siya Like, it's a constant conversation with different feminists across time, uh, across the world. And I think a great example of this, I recently finished The Transition Baby by Tori Peters. And there are so many ideas here na kapag mo siya into like a 280 character tweet, mamimisconstrued siya, mawawala yung parang gusto niyang sabihin. And dun ko talaga na, oh my gosh, this is what books can achieve. Like, this is why books were invented. To communicate ideas as complex and rich and as layered as the ones that Tori Peters discusses in The Transition Baby. Like, ang hirap niya din parang i-explain when you don't read the book. I've been trying to think of how to talk about it in a video that in a way that doesn't make me sound insane, I guess, because it really, it's it's different when you read the book and you see the experiences of the characters, the way that it's built upon and you see the, kind of like you understand why they act a certain way because of the things they experienced before and yeah, I just feel like books have this distinct ability to communicate large ideas like that and Noong una, I thought, because of, like I'm very biased to non-fic before, I thought non-fic lang yung may kaya ng ganon, of like communicating these really big ideas comprehensively and taking all these arguments and addressing each one of them ganyan, in a very straightforward manner. But I feel like fiction is super powerful in its own way as well. And, yeah, when I finished The Transition Baby, yung review was parang this is why books exist in the world. This is why we're reading books. This is why we're writing books. It's is amazing. Because I just really understood the power of long form. I
0: agree with all that you said. The internet definitely kind of takes everything out of context. Like, if you were in some kind of, like, Twitter war with someone, and you bring up something that you read in a book, it seems different when it's condensed to, you know, you 240 characters. Like, how how much can you actually educate others on something with that much like limitation? Yeah, definitely it's the best feeling when <laughs> when you find a book that reminds you why books exist. Okay, moving on, there's a diverse range of genres in books that portray different stories and issues readers might not have heard about or learned about in different settings. In your opinion, what are some topics and themes that books are effectively able to educate us more on?
1: Oh, a lot of things. I feel like it's very effective in educating us on experiences that we may not have access, parang 1st access to, especially if hindi naman natin experience yan. Like, for example, sa Detransition Baby, these are the stories of a trans woman and her ex joa na nag-detransition. So presenting male na siya ulit, and then meron siyang girlfriend ganyan and these are just their reflections on gender or something na but I don't have access to as a cis woman and so the way they talk about it it's like parang ko lang to na nabasa which I guess is a testament as well to the fact na I don't read a lot of trans stories and something that I what I really want to change uh, from this point on pero the way they talk about the relationship, their personal relationship to gender is just something that I didn't consider before. And now, nung binabasa ko siya, it was just, like, super transformative. As in, parang nararamdaman, yung, nararamdaman ko yung brain cells ko na rewire talaga siya na, oh my God, the way they talk about the relationship with womanhood, kasi that's that's something that I think about and talk about a lot as well. Of, like, womanhood, kanyan, and reading books only by women. Then when I read this, there was a part here that parang the main character, one of the main characters talks about wanting to be parang she wants to be physically hurt by men that she gets in relationships with because she feels like this gendered violence is something that's indicative of like womanhood. Syempre, it sounds insane when I say it, but when you read, it's just, oh my God, the way she talks about it, parang, oh, nga, no? it's it's this gender trauma that bonds women together. And then I recall, I'm going to talk about sex education again, but I just recall <laughs> the bus scene in sex education and why it's so transformative. Because it shows na there's this scene that kasi are being close, di ba? like the different the girls from the different friend groups kasi they shared experiences of, oh, naharas na ako before. I've experienced, like, a man terrorizing me before. And that made me really sad kasi yung nagbabon sa kanila ay yung trauma nila which is, like, so... It's so sad na parang wala tayong ibang parang ng solidarity aside from the negative experiences we've had, we've had with men. And then the bus scene came and then they showed amy the support that she needed and i was like yes this is this is like this is it like usually kasi yung pinapakita lang sa films and tv I okay like girls bonding over their trauma pero that's not really what happens in real life hindi lang naman doon nagtatapos yung bond And din yung support na binibigay yung solidarity of like this inherent understanding of the pain that you carry as a woman in a very misogynistic world parang we all have this understanding and yeah sure it maybe can bond us but it also enables us to support each other in a way that maybe men can't and so when I was reading The De- De- Transition Baby that was just oh my god na parang it just gave me such a bigger world view on that and yeah and Syempre, as, um, as someone with a specific standpoint of like a young person, a young woman living in the Philippines, kanyan, I don't have first-hand experiences on so many things. Like, for example, racism. Kasi nakatera naman ako sa bansa kung saan ako yung parang majority race. So, hindi ko naman siya like na-experience. Di naman ako pumupunta sa like predominantly white spaces. And so, when you read books, that's when you gain access to kind of like ano ba yung, what does it look like in everyday life? Like, the microaggressions, what does it look like? Ano ba yung sa isip ng certain character when they experience it, if it's like a first person? Books are doors, and each book has like its own little world, and I'm super, I'm just super happy that books exist. Ayun. <laughs>
0: books that offer all of us a specific narrative, a unique narrative that is different from our own, that Truly allows us to learn more about life and human relationships apart from our own, and just really broadens our perspective and understanding of everything. In both fiction and nonfiction, there are many books that revolve around topics such as systemic racism, discrimination, sexual orientation, and gender identity and expression, among many others. In your TikTok videos, you've recommended and reviewed various feminist titles, which definitely opened readers to learning more about feminism and its intersectionalities. Based on your experience, what's the importance of sharing and reading titles that tackle challenging topics and issues?
1: Personally speaking, I'm just... Kaya ako na-draw on books like this because it helped me understand my experiences more. Cause, course, our books with our, our relationship with books can be personal, like the reason why, why we're reading them. And so, it just, it helped me... Kind of process and understand certain experiences ganyan. And that's the reason why I was drawn to feminism when I was young as well. Na parang these, I didn't know that other young girls felt this way as well. I didn't know na there was something pala like feminism that can make me feel understood of like this is happening because of these things. And so that just instilled in me na. Okay, more people should know about this because it was personally very transformative for me and the more I learn about it, the more the more it kind of broadens my mind and helps me become a better person. Of course, feminism isn't like an individual project of self-betterment. It's a movement, it's a political movement that involves like uh, a collective of people. But when I read feminist books and when I get to tell other people about it, I just know na parang the way I felt when I first read it of like the validation, the vindication, like the healing, on. I always say feminist, like feminist non they can be stressful to read sometimes Because makikita mo na oh God, problema sa mundo. But it can be healing as well because you realize that you know yung nararamdaman mo ngayon it's not your fault i feel like with the capitalist rhetoric right now na o kung mahirap ka kasalanan mo yan kasi ka ganyan feminism he- is here to be like no actually you know the system is built that way it's not your fault um so that really takes so much parang stress off of you na okay i this happened to me not because of who uh, i am as a person but because you know uh this is the way structures were built. And it's just, the more I learn about it, the more that it, I feel like it makes me more open to the experiences of others as well. And that's always a good thing to be, especially with like the election season. I feel like that's such a big thing for me. Because it was very transformative when it happened to me. So I really just want to share that experience with as many people as possible in any way I can.
0: So despite books being a source of entertainment, especially in fiction novels, how much more influence do you think books hold as compared to other forms of media, especially in understanding social, political issues and human relationships?
1: I feel like stories are such powerful carriers of message. I remember, I think si Ping Lacson yun, no? yung sinabi niya na against daw sa death penalty because he saw a Netflix movie about it. And syempre, like, that's, oh my God, that's so bad in ways na we will not touch on right now. But I think it's a, te- if we remove the fact na siya si Ping Lakson, and he's like a politician and dominant experiences firsthand in the government, makikita natin yung power of stories to change someone's mind again parang syempre not to <laughs> i'm of what he said pero mm-hmm. yeah just the power of it, stories have that ability to give you uh, the first-hand experience that you wouldn't otherwise have kasi that's not your parang hindi naman yun yung life mo ganyan some would say there's a book out there for everyone
0: But as we know, there are still many sectors that continue to be underrepresented in the publishing industry, making it difficult for people to actually see themselves in the books that they read. This also goes hand in hand with the dominance of the Western narrative, as seen in many popular books that are authored by white males. How do you think this affects readers of minority and literature as a whole? Whose literary voices do you think need to be amplified?
1: With books right now, that's still my mindset of like the literary canon. We don't have to follow it. Like, who says we have to read uh, the classics? Shempre, if you want to read the classics, like that's your prerogative. But you don't have to. Like, there's really no prerequisites if you want to read a book. Especially since literary canon, as you mentioned, nga, is dominated by Western people, by white men, ganyan. And shempre, since books are doors, they give you first hand experiences on things that you. Wouldn't otherwise have access to when you read books like that all the time. Parang wala kang ibang perspective aside from the perspective of this rich white man who lived many, many years ago in America. Ganon. So that's what I really love about Book Talk as well, kasi it widens my reading list, it diversifies it diversifies what books I get exposed to. And since TikTok is, it's very amateur-friendly, it doesn't really take a lot to post a video there. And the nature of the app is just, like, very beginner-friendly. And so, creators of marginalized identities can have more. It would be easier for them to create content and tell the world about books that better or more accurately reflect their experiences. Siyempre, there's still some problems with this. Sometimes the algorithm doesn't really favor uh, these creators. Or sometimes, ang nadadalo lang ng hype ay books by white authors or straight books, ganyan. But based on my experience, when I sought out these books and these kinds of creators, nakita ko naman sila. And I'm so glad that I got to see their content and see the books they recommend through TikTok. Kasi without BookTok, parang hindi ko naman sila makikilala, hindi ko malalaman kung ano yung books na nagusto nila, who they think better reflect their experiences, ganyan. And just, I feel like this is something that I've been doing in a lot of social media platforms, not just on TikTok, but I'm very conscious of who I follow because I find that what they recommend and what they post about is something that I maybe subconsciously carry with me. Like I unfollowed uh, brands, kahit na it's brands I love or it's brands that I use parang almost every day, I still kind of unfollow them. Uh, influencers, ganyan, unless it's like my friend, ganoon. Okay, support, pero others, parang wag na lang. And with BookTok, I follow a lot of um, Filipino creators, ganyan, kasi gusto ko talagang malaman yung opinion nila of books um, in the Philippine context and kung ano ba yung, parang nag ano yung books na they enjoyed given the, the different, parang the cultural disparity between us Filipino readers and the books we read from the West. And I get the my account is like very West-friendly as well. cause ayun, na english ako, ganyan. And I find it really hard then how, kasi hindi ako mag- masyadong magaling mag-express. Parang as much as I want to reach more people in the Philippines, parang feeling ko yung quality nung, Nung nung content ko Pag nagtatagal ko ako Kasi hindi ako masyadong magaling mag-express I feel like I'm still not in that level Parang hindi pa ako ganun kagaling So wait lang (laughs) Kailangan ko pang matuto more Pero gagawin ko yan in the future And because of that I started gaining followers from The West as well So like the US, the Canada They're like almost half of my followers now And that made me really Parang Ano ba? Parang I just it's so interesting that they would want to hear from me that someone who's not from their country, ganyan. and then I talk about these books from like the perspective of someone who lives in the Philippines, who has grown up in the Philippines, and so I'm just, I'm glad that I get to be that person for them, I guess, of like someone who's different recommending, someone who has different experiences, recommending books that I think, really resonate with me based on the intersecting identities I have. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. Yes, it does. There does need to be more books that are
0: about minorities being spread online because there's just so much more you can learn by listening to the smaller people. So before we end, I'm sure our listeners would like to know, given the long list of titles published today, is there a specific book you would recommend everyone to read? And why this particular one?
1: Ooh, I feel like, I know, we know a but always, always, Feminism Interrupted by Lola Olufemi I think it's just perfect. And it, especially if you're someone who learned about feminism on the internet, I feel like it's a great debunker of your thoughts. Because before, I used to be very uh, is to be very loyal to the waves, like, second wave feminism. Like, I feel... Kasi yun yung uh, understanding ko before of being a good feminist, understanding feminist history. But Lola La Femi in the book kind of debunks that and explains why we shouldn't really hold that to a high of a standard anymore. And it's super short. It's less than 200 pages. And it's hard to buy in the Philippines kasi it's published by a small press in the UK. Pero... A lot of local bookstores, I think like Claybook Gali, offer it now, which is like, oh my gosh. Di naman sa ano. Parang pag pagma ari ko in libro na But I'm just like super excited to see it and like oh my god. I'm just so I'm so glad that it's more accessible to parang relatively more accessible to Filipinos. Cause I just really really appreciate that this book exists and I wish it existed when I was still in high school because it's super helpful and yeah I hope you read it if you're listening
0: (laughs) on that note thank you Andrea for sharing your insights and experience with us we look forward to seeing more video essay reviews and content from the girl boss in red so we can continue to add quality books to our never-ending to be read list Once again, thank you so much for joining us and we wish you the best of luck in your future
1: endeavors as a writer and
0: content creator.
1: Thank you so much, Aliyah, for this invitation. Yes, thank you.
0: That's all for this episode of On Point, the Guidance podcast arm where we sit down and talk with the experts on issues in and beyond Loyola. Special thanks to our executive producers, Samantha Onglatko and Martin Ramos, as well as our producers, Tatiana L. Maligro, Andrea Micaela Llanes, Neil R. Reyes, and Beatrice C. Reyes. This episode was edited by Kathleen Yap. Our cover art is by Tiffany Ku, and our theme music is brought to you by Vivid Productions. This has been Alia Tuprio. Thank you for going on point with us.